Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I will be your host today for the Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Uh, just so you know, I own uh, one of the owners of Financing Solutions, and fin- Financing Solutions provides lines of credit to small businesses. And if you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your small business, which I would always recommend, uh, please visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today I am very excited to be speaking with Eric Twiggs from What Now Movement. Eric is a founder and CEO of What Now Movement, a certified life and business coach, host of the 30 minute hour podcast and author of The Discipline of Now. 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. The Discipline of Now has been recognized as a global top 10 finalist for the 2020 Author Elite Awards in a category of Best Self-Help Book. Eric, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thank you for having me. It's truly an honor. Congratulations to you on all the success you've had Thank in you. your career as an entrepreneur. Uh, so, you know, today's topic uh, is business owner procrastination, your five-step plan to beat procrastination, become more productive. So, you know, I'm lucky enough over those years to have been uh, very involved with various business owners. I mentioned on my podcast before, I belong to an entrepreneur organization and in that entrepreneur organization, which are 15,000 members throughout the world, uh, I... 25 years ago, hooked up with uh, nine guys uh, that we still meet with every month. And uh, on top of that, I've been introduced with a lot of business owners. And the one thing I've really learned is there isn't one way of being a business owner. Everybody has their own approach, their own personality. Having said that, though, there is one guy in my uh, nine group of business owner friends, and they're some of my closest friends, that is a huge procrastinator. And he admits it. Um, Eric, do you find that uh, business owners are procrastinators? Oh, for sure. And the, the challenge with the business owner is that you're the boss. So it's not like you have someone that's saying, hey, we really need to get this done. If you don't do it, sometimes there's no immediate consequence. So you think that everything's fine and you're getting away with it. But this this is a serious problem. Uh, And so the University of Calgary, they did a study, they determined that 95% of the population has an issue with procrastination. Now, I believe the other 5% that just haven't gotten around to doing the survey. So so this thing is (laughs) serious. This thing is serious. Yeah. Although I would tell you, I I definitely never procrastinate, you know. But out of the nine guys in the group, I think they eight of them would all tell you about me that um, I tend to pl- 
get ahead of the game. Like a, like I'm like, I'm the type of guy that would study early for a test, right? Like my friend who's the procrastinator, he would pull an all nighter the night before the test. And, uh, so, and I'm not saying my way is a better way. I'm just saying that's the type of personality I have. Uh, so what makes somebody in general, what are their causals of a procrastination? Great question. So the, the fundamental cause of procrastination is there's some level of discomfort that causes people to procrastinate, right? It could be fear. It could be task aversion. It could be, it, it could be as simple as, you know what? I just don't like doing it, right? So people that procrastinate on, let's say, preparing for a presentation, uh, a lot of times the common cause is fear. They, you know, they, they hear about the presentation, they start feeling the, those feelings, so they delay. And then all of a sudden, as the deadline gets closer, now you, you get the double whammy because you're procrastinating, the deadline's closer, and you're afraid. So it, it, this is, it's a serious thing. Uh, but the key thing is, like my book, my book is written to heighten the entrepreneur's awareness. Because there's a lot of times there's not just one thing. You have to look at the patterns. And if, if you follow yourself around all day, you'll see there's certain patterns. There's certain things you procrastinate on. Yeah. You know, I think just by reading your book, if you feel that you're a procrastinator and it really bothers you, <clears throat> you know, the, th the amazing thing with books, even I think even maybe in a podcast or listening to audio or whatever, is when you put a focus on something. It just brings it to light, doesn't it? Doesn't it just, it stays in your mind for the rest of your life. You know, I think about all the books that I've read. Um, they stay with you. And so I would imagine when part of your coaching that you do is when someone says, hey, I'm a huge procrastinator and you get inside of it and everything like that, that I guess part of what you're trying to do is to, to, uh, find something that the business owner doesn't like to do and see if it's really necessary that they do it. Is that fair? I, I do think that's a part of it because a lot of the entrepreneurs are working in the business when they really should be working on the business. Yeah. Right. So, so the things that they should be spending the most time doing in the perfect world are things that are in their zone of genius. Right. And, and then they should really be outsourcing uh, everything else. But a lot of times we, you know, there's a lot of factors that cause people to hang on to these tasks and not want to delegate. So that is, that could be a part of it. So now they're doing things they, they really just don't like to do. Here's the thing, like a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with, they have hiding places, right? So that's the place that they hide in their business when they really should be doing something else. Like mm -hmm. I, so I've worked with automotive shops and let's say the business owner, he is a great technician. So his hiding place is to go fix cars. And he, cause he really wants to avoid the marketing. So when it, when it's something marketing related, he, he feels this discomfort. So he'll put off doing the marketing and say, Oh, you know what? I gotta go, I gotta go get elbows deep in this Jeep. That, that's what I need to be doing today. Uh, so, so I help to heighten people's awareness, point out the patterns and say, how do we do this differently so we can move forward? That's great. I love that. I love what you're saying. I, I, I've also noticed too, and a lot of times I'll meet a small business owner and they'll, 
uh, and when I talk about small business, I think uh, that my definition is anything under $10 million. Okay, that's my definition. So it could be really under 5 million, but you know, I actually, I would say under 5 million, because once you get over 5 million, you know, you, you better be delegating because you're just not going to grow. But um, I mean, I think we all can work in our businesses up to 5 million and still be very, very working in the business instead of on the business. But then after 5 million, that's a different story. But my, my point being is, um, can uh, a lot of times I meet business owners that are small businesses and they they are total control freaks, total control freaks. And I mean, I, I, I see that and I'm like, they're never going to, they're never going to get over that $5 million mark. However, you do hear stories about Steve Jobs, right? You, and I, I, I don't know if Bill Gates was this way. I don't know if Elon Musk is this way. I don't, are they, were, are they such control freaks? Like I'm saying a small business owner is, what do you think? I think they could be when it comes to certain things, but I, I think to scale, it's, it's like in sports, one person is only going to take you so far, right? Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan, as great as he was, kept hitting the ceiling when he got into the playoffs. But once he started to trust others, that's when, um, that, that's when they went to that next level. Uh, you know, there, there's a saying uh, that says that, and I agree with this hundred percent, 80% done by someone else is better in the long run than a hundred percent done by you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I wouldn't even say that 80% doesn't, I wouldn't even say 60% of it, something done by somebody else is better than a hundred percent done by, by the, the business owner. Yeah. So take me through a typical coaching session. Like, okay, you get on your first call mm -hmm. with, with your client. Tell me what it's like. Great. So I, I like to start with the wins. Right. And, and this kind of gets into the five steps, which we can talk about later. But I and, and believe it or not, when I ask a typical client, especially if they start just started working with me and I say, hey, so tell me about your wins since we spoke last. They're stumped. What do you, what do you mean wins? What? Huh? Huh? So, so I, I try to focus on what are the positives? What, what's going well? What you know, a win is defined as something that promotes your personal or professional health. And what I find is that when you start stacking wins, you build confidence and you're less likely to procrastinate. And I'm telling you, there are people, they'll say, I don't have any wins and nothing good happened to me for an entire week, which isn't true. They just aren't focused on it, right? If you're an entrepreneur, you're, you've, been, you've been brought up to focus on problems. So if I asked you, hey, what, tell me everything that went wrong, that's a long flowing conversation. But just that has shifted a lot of entrepreneurs to now where when I ask, hey, tell me about your wins, they can just go on and on and on for a whole half hour. Mm. Uh, that This is powerful. So that's, that the first thing I do is we talk about what are their wins. And I, have, I even have my entrepreneurs, they create what I call a win log. So throughout their week, it could be a notepad. It could be um, three by five card. They're going around writing the wins down that they notice. Because what we find is that the more wins you write down, the more wins you'll have to write down. So that, that's really the first step. So how, why do you do that? Because we're, we're, we're wired to be negative, right? If you think about it, like all the studies show that if you listen to someone's self-talk, 80% of the average person's self-talk is negative, right? So we're wired to be negative. So, so you have to have some type of a pattern interruption. 
to really, and you have to be intentional about focusing on what's going well, because it's just like, you know, you know how it goes. Let's say you go buy a, a black Subaru. Yeah. And, and as you're driving around, you look around, everybody's all of a sudden driving black Subarus. You're like, man, what a coincidence. No, they've been there all the time, but now you're focused on it. And it's the same thing with the wins. You know, if you start focusing on your wins, all of a sudden now, hey, you know what? I got a five-star Google review. Wow, what a win. Hey, I got this new. So all of these wins, a lot of these wins have been there. You just have, you've been focused on the negativity. And, and really, you can, as an entrepreneur, you're only going to get but so far with the wrong mindset. Most of the time when an entrepreneur is stuck, it's because of their mentality. I agree. And that's, that's where I think uh, you, you encapsulated what I had said earlier better, and, uh, when, when you said it better than me, and that is the, the small business mindset that you have to do everything. Uh, you know, I think you're right. That's, that's a better way of you. What you said is a better way of saying, you know, you are your worst enemy. You know, not your customers, not your employees, not, you know, all the other things that are going on, you know, you need to change and improve, right? And that's the nature of this podcast, by the way. But, uh, you know, you, you know, you know, it's interesting too. you know, uh, just to let our listeners know, the reason why I picked the $10 million mark to help businesses get over is that from my experience, once you reach $10 million, that's when other companies are interested in buying you. That's, that's the time because then you've reached some scale. You can't build a company to $10 million if you have a small business mindset. It just doesn't work. And no one wants to buy you. They want to buy your company, right? So, uh, so let's get, so, so let's talk about that win for a second. Give me a client that you have or have had that, you that that they came to you their problem was procrastination and now they're winning at not procrastinating so i mean maybe this fits into the five steps um i'm sure you probably applied that to them so give me a real life scenario so as far as applying this win idea i've got a guy who or i had a guy this was a few years ago back then i didn't call it wins but like every time we would talk it was always everything that was going wrong. It was always negativity. And so I just, I one one of our coaching sessions, I just cut him off. I said, stop, you know, we, let's stop this. And from now on, you have to start our conversation by telling me what you're grateful for. And we have to start that. Right. And so he's like, oh, okay, right. And so he did. <laughs> so he did it. And then it just, it built and built and built and every call you'd have more to be grateful for. And guess what? So when we started this, he was, kind of stuck in the business, felt like he couldn't leave, couldn't really trust people. And then I would say after like six months or so, he, the business ran better when he wasn't there. And it was like this amazing turnaround. And then it got to a point where I would start the conversation and not ask him what he was grateful for. And he would cut me off. Say, no, wait, Twigs. I've been waiting a whole week to tell you this. Here's what I'm grateful for. Um, So, I mean, that's a classic example of, just by shifting your mindset. Now, the fact that all of a sudden the business got better, is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I think it started with him. Uh, because then in his case, we didn't change a lot. I didn't give him a whole lot of special, hey, do this, do that, do this, that he, differently than what he was doing. It was just once he changed his mindset, 
things started to turn around. Yeah, it's interesting. The guys in my EO group would they would they would always point out to me when I would go away for a week on vacation how much better my business would do, and <laughs> um, they they were they weren't correct. I mean, it did do bad well, but I, I would always say to them, it's because I put the right processes and procedures in place. And, and, you know, this is a side note. And I said, I would feel like when I went away on vacation, you know, usually it was two weeks, that if things went bad, it was a reflection on me because I did a, a crappy job of not preparing my staff, making sure I had my second in command, you know, having the process and procedures in place. It was all that hard work to make sure that things could run smoothly when I'm not there. So, um, so let's go over the five steps that you talk about. Tell, tell us the first one. So the first one is attitude, right? So you have to, this, it's the procrastination prevention pyramid. It's in the book. So picture the pyramid at the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude because your attitude is really the foundation of your success. Uh, so we, and we've already talked about this whole negativity thing. So you have to, you know, we have this bad habit of negativity and focusing on what's going wrong. So anytime you have a bad habit, you have to replace it with a better one. And the better one is just gratitude. You know, talk about your wins, talk about what you've been grateful for. Um, and so one of the mistakes I made when I first started coaching people is I focused on like the mechanics of the business and, okay, if you implement this matrix or you follow this process, and I kept focusing on the process, but the mindset was really the issue. So it took me a while to figure out that I have to go back to the belief and the mindset issue and get a, and unpack that. Once we unpack the attitude and the mindset, now we can move forward. That that attitude thing is critical. Yeah, I um, and I, I agree with you. And I'm I'm going to put a different twist on what you're saying. I think it, it's we're saying the same thing. Like, I think it's your everyone's approach to their business, their approach to their life. So. Uh, you know, like, so I'll give you two examples. I owe, I have two sons and I say that I say to them all the time, I go, why, why are you, why are you going to school? You know, what, what's the purpose? Right. And, and other kids will say, well, I'm going to school to get a good job. And I'm always like, no, that's not why you're going to school. That's not why you're going to go to college. Right. You're going to college so that you have options in your life. That's where you're going. Now, doesn't that change someone's attitude about learning when someone does that, right? Absolutely. Now, let's bring it back to, to my own example. Uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll give you something that – because I, I don't believe me. I do a lot wrong. So, And uh, I know you say wins, and I certainly can talk about the wins, which I did in the intro. But uh, you know, one of the things I did, and it took me like – two companies to figure out how wrong I was. I used to equate the success of my future uh, of my company based on how many employees I had. Right. So I'd be like, Oh, well, I want to get up to hundred employees. Right. Because that means I'm successful and that means I can, you know, delegate and I don't have to work. You know, the companies I have now, you know what the goal was? To have no employees, mm. right? This is after 25 years of being smart, smarter, you know, like learning that employees are uh, unfortunately a pain in the neck, right? <laughs> and, 
and, and believe me, I, I love my, I love the people I, I work with, but um, you know, people are challenging. Also people move, they leave, you know, they're, they're let go. And that causes disruption. Um, you know, uh, so, so the attitude that I had to have, you know, the more employees I had, the better it was, was completely wrong. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, I would say there's the most important thing is how much money are you making? What's the net profit? And do you like what you're doing? Right. So mm-hmm. what's number two on your list? So can I speak to that really quick here? And we'll yeah, go to please. So, so what I do, I work with people and I'll just, because I think you need to really understand why you really want what you want or why you, so like, like I have a, I had a client and she said, oh, I want a $2 million shop. And, and I would say, well, why do you want that? Why is that important to you? Oh, because of this. Oh, well, why? And I just kept asking. And finally, we got to the point and she started getting emotional. She said, because I want to be free to have a family. I want to start a family. And she got emotional. So, so the real reason that she wanted, she wanted the freedom that you know, yep. having that kind of money would, could give her so she could have children. So now when I go back to her, I know what's important to her. I think that helps you with the number, you know, do I need a hundred employees or what have you? You get real clear on what it is you really want. So I just really wanted to make sure I spelled that out. I think that's critical. Uh, but yeah, so the next uh, thing on the five steps is your awareness, right? You need to be aware of like your power times, for example. You know, some people have more energy first thing in the morning. Some people have more energy later in the day. But the key is to plan your high priority activities during the times of day when you have the most energy. So I think it's critical to have that awareness and the book is heightened to improve your self-awareness. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I completely agree with you. Like, uh, I... I, unlike most business owners, I really enjoy uh, strategic planning. And so one of the, my favorite parts of the day is on a uh, late on a Friday, uh, like, you know, two o'clock, I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll review my strategic plan for an hour or a cup of coffee. Now, uh, that's something I like to do, by the way. Um, the things that I, I don't do, I don't, I'm not doing this anymore, but the things I never liked to do was to fill out bids. I hated Mm. filling out bids. Now my best time, uh, if personally is eight o'clock in the morning. So eight to 10 is my, my most productive time. I, 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 I have to get through my email first between seven and eight. That's typically was when the, uh, and then once my email was cleaned, um, then I would put on my calendar, you know, I always budget time on my calendar. My point being is the thing I hated the most. You're right. I tried to do it when I was at my best, which was in early in the morning, uh, to get it out of the way. And, uh, so you're right. Um, how did, how did you, how do you find you're able to, to help your clients stay accountable for doing that? Well, I build in accountability to the coaching. So yeah, as we start to unpack this, you know, did you do this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and And, I, you know, go ahead. And, uh, are you able to tell if a client's lying? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so you know, a lot of so a lot of the meetings are on Zoom. So I, oh. I, I pay attention to how they're communicating where we're normally talking, and then I notice they start blinking more, and all of a sudden they get a little fidgety. And, and I was probably gonna they're hesitating, right? Because they right. they're uh well, yeah, I uh, I kind of got it done, you know. So all right, that's funny. Uh, cool. So third thing. Okay, so we talked about attitude. We've talked about awareness. Next is animation. That has everything to do with your energy. And, and this is critical because we're in the, gr- everybody says, oh, you got to grind. You got to be a hard worker. But you really need to be intentional about recovery. Matter of fact, you need to be making daily investments in recovery. Because if you look at when things go sideways, if you have a presentation that didn't go as well, you had a meeting, you, you felt, really felt like you weren't on your game. Nine times out of 10, your energy level was at a low place. If you, if you go back and rewind the tape. So you want, need to be paying attention to your sleep. Um, that, that's one of the things, a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, are, you, are you getting exercise? Do you have a system where every day you're getting like 30 minutes of cardio? Do you have like a, a meditation uh, time that you set aside? Um, those are things, man, that, the energy thing is critical. And I've just found... If you want, if you really want to take your business to the next level, look at your energy. Make sure you're you're focused on those things that that I spoke about. Eric, I think I just have a hunch you're good at what you do for a living. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you, you, you know your stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree with you, and you know, uh, I mean, just I, I let everybody like know. That, I mean, listen, I've been doing this over thirty years. The the businesses, right? And I've had a level of success. Um, you know, I haven't built a million dollar, a hundred million dollar company, and I haven't gone public, but I've built a nice net worth. I, I've been able to be an entrepreneur for my um, uh, almost my whole life, which was my goal. And I always felt that every day I go to work is a game day. That is the Super Bowl. And I need to be at my best. And how am I at my best? I need to eat right. I need to exercise every day. And I need to sleep well. Because it's game. It's game time. Okay? Now, are you going to be in a a championship game and not be at your best? Are you going to have crappy night's sleep? Are you going to not eat? Are you going to eat crap? Are you going to drink lots and lots of liquor? I mean, we're not all... Michael Jordan, Leon, you know, uh, any, any other famous athlete, even, I mean, and I'm not even saying, but those guys, those guys didn't do it either. Right. But you got to take care of yourself because this is a marathon. It's not a sprint being an entrepreneurship. It knocks the heck out of you, you know, physically knocks that. If you looked at, everyone talks about how president Obama aged through his office when he was going through his office, right? I think that's what I've seen with entrepreneurship too. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it really gets to you. I mean, you have some it. thoughts. Yeah. As, as an entrepreneur, you can take a professional athlete. They have an off season, right? Where as an entrepreneur, you really don't. No. So in a lot of ways you're exerting more energy and feeling more pressure than a lot of these professional athletes. And if you're not intentional, that's when burnout and all these, all these other things can happen. But I'm glad you mentioned diet. Diet is critical too. And that's something I'm, I'm working to get better at 
I just have my my weaknesses, the, the food weaknesses. I just need to keep away from me. <laughs> Do you know anybody who doesn't suffer from diet issues? I don't know anybody who su- doesn't no. suffer from that. You know, it's it's a real problem. And you know what? The other thing is that the the deck is stacked against you. You know, you know, like they come to a point where either they they manufactured food nowadays to specifically trick you into wanting more, right? That's what they do with potato chips, right? It, it, you can't just have one potato chip. You it, it is psychologically designed for you to want more. So yes. it's, so don't like, you know, Eric, I'm going to coach you. Don't beat yourself up. We're all, we're <laughs> all that I feel way. a lot better. Thank you. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's my, now it's $120 an hour. So there you go. Uh, what's the fourth one uh, on your so, list? So, so the fourth one is automation, right? And that's just having a system where things happen without you having to touch them and you having to directly make them happen. And it could be as simple as like for me, getting a virtual assistant and her name is Esther. She's great. I'm sure she's probably listening to this at this point. Shout out to Esther. But yeah, I mean, she basically, she's taking things off my plate. There are things that I was doing like on a regular basis that now she's doing, I, I don't even have to touch it. Uh, so really, what, what are some ways that you can automate your life? What are some ways that you can automate things so that the key, those key things happen without you having to touch them? Yeah, that's uh, great advice. And I, you know, uh, of course, technology is always a great automator as well. Um, yes. So, you know, using the right te- te- technology, I know, like when we went from using a crappy CRM system um, to one based for our industry, how it revolutionized our business, you know, our, our revenue doubled when we did that. So, you know, people or, you know, I think basically you have to, at times, look at your day and your business and see where the bottlenecks are and what could be improved. Right. And then look and re re-engineer it. All right. So what's the fifth one? The fifth one is activity. And I put that at the top of the pyramid because it's impossible to get to the top without taking action. Right. At some point you have to do something. Hope is not a strategy. You know, you can do the secret thing and think you can manifest all this. But at some point you have to take, the right action. And I think, you know, it starts with, you have to be clear on what your goals are, what it is you really want. Like we talked about earlier and make sure you can reverse engineer to say, okay, what do I need to do today with the smallest step I, I need to take? And you need to know if you're selling, if you're an entrepreneur and you, it's a sales related type thing, you need to know your numbers because the math never lies, right? If you need to make 10 contacts a day to get that, uh, get that big sale, not making the 10 contacts isn't going to get you there, right? You, you just, we just need to know that. And that's really where action comes in is taking the right action. You find that people also procrastinate because they have too much on the table. They're trying yes. to do too much. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, I, I, when, I guess what made me think of that, it was that 10 call thing you're talking about. You know, it's so hard when you're building your company because, you know, you're kind of the cook, dishwasher, you know, you're doing everything, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sometimes can, you know, like, I like what you said in the beginning to kind of also find out the causals Oh well, why do you procrastinate? What's the reason, mm-hmm. you know, is it that you're trying to do too much? Is that, is it that you, there's certain things that you don't like to do? Is it because, 
you know, you don't put enough time into your job? Is it because you put too much time into your job? You know, what, what's the reason? Um, I mean, going back to what you're saying, the why is, I found that the, you know, one of the best books I ever read was a, a book called uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, right? He's got a lot of YouTube videos too. And I happen to, I've met Simon before and uh, it's an old, it's, it's a very popular book. It's older now. Um, but I, and I, and I also, I mentioned my kids. I, that's a book that I, that they, I, I, they have to read because I want them to understand why they're doing something. And, uh, so I think procrastination, would you agree that, you know, understanding that is, um, kind of the key part? Oh, it's huge. Cause when you, when you're really clear when you, and I say in the book that clarity is the starting point of success. When you're really clear on why you're doing what you're doing, your chances of procrastinating. Like, if you're going to business every day knowing that your goal is, I want the freedom to have a family, like I mentioned earlier, you're not going to procrastinate. <laughs> you're going to make it happen. You know, you're, you're going to find find the time that you said you were too busy, you know, in the past. So, I, clarity is key. Yeah, it was interesting um, in the, this group of nine entrepreneurs that I've been with for a long time. When we've done exercises to find out why we started our businesses or our own business career, uh, let me ask you, Eric, what you think? What What was the number one reason why? I would think freedom would be up there. Yeah. You wanted to be your own boss, right? It was control. Yeah. Control. They wanted to, everyone wanted to be able to control what they work on, how much money they make, effort versus reward. It wasn't about... I mean, inside of that's money, but it wasn't someone, nobody in the group said, I want to make a crap load of money. That wasn't it. That was, you know, it was all about the control. Okay. And if you are procrastinating on a consistent basis, and if your business is running you, you don't have control. Right. And so I think it comes back to you, what you're saying, the why. You know, mm-hmm. why do you run this business? Why do you want, what do you want from it? You know, why? Um, I, I can really imagine, I, I had a coach for nine years too when I first, first started and it was very, very helpful. Um, I, 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 I really think that it's almost impossible not to be able to do, do what you need to do without having a coach. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, because I think we, we all have blind spots. Yeah. There's always something that, is an issue that you just can't see, but somebody yeah. else on the outside of you can. Now, yeah. coaches, I've I've spent thousands of dollars that I technically didn't have <laughs> to get the right coach, and I've never regretted it. There's never they, a time where I've invested big money in a coach and said, you know, eh, I shouldn't have really spent. No, it's it's a, it's it always causes me to level up. Well, the you know the old adage too is that Tiger Woods has a coach too. Mm-hmm. Right. So as good as great golfers he is, you know, and you can go every example down the road, you know, they all, they all have coaches. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank so very much Eric Twiggs from uh, what now movement for coming on to today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. We have thousands of listeners now. I'm very proud of that. And I love what, uh, I love what this podcast has done over the last four years. 
Uh, also, please give us a review. and uh, That really helps us get the word out. Uh, and if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Finance Solutions, creditline.com. Eric, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? You can go to my website, ericmtwigs.com, E-R-I-C-M-T-W-I-G-G-S.com. You can pick up a copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Thanks, Eric, for coming on. Thank you for having me. So just today's takeaway, um, I think the takeaway was the biggest investment you can make in your business is the investment in you. So, you know, if you find that procrastination is a major issue, I if I think it's a no-brainer, bring Eric on. Bring him on. Just, you know, it can't be that expensive compared to what you're losing. So, everybody, have a great day. <laughs>